0: Funny well, hello.
1: Well, hello there.
0: <laughs> this is three funny ladies.
1: That is Susan Jacobs.
0: And that is Joe Bailey.
1: And we're back. Uh,
0: Guess we who's back? We are back.
1: Back again.
0: Back again.
1: Ladies back. Tell a friend.
0: Um, how are you?
1: Well, you know, I've been better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're back, uh, li- live ish, uh, live ish, because we, we fooled you guys. We we recorded the last two episodes back yeah. at.
0: We were very stealthy about it.
1: I bet you couldn't tell. <laughs>
0: you could not tell at all. I'm sure. Uh,
1: so we're back now in officially in the new year. Happy New Year.
0: Happy newest of years.
1: And, uh, you know, I was gone for a week in our lovely south of the nation and returned home with a celebratory case of COVID.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So I am currently nursing that through. I do not have a sense of smell nor taste, which drives me 100% bananas. But here we are. Thank God for vaccines and boosters. Um, and we're just going to hope for the best.
0: Yeah, that that's, that's. oh, the d- lack of taste and smell would absolutely just floor me.
1: Yeah, I hate it. Me. Of course, I was one of about three people in the entire state of Florida wearing a mask at the time. But it, it did sure. no good. It got me anyway. Sure, sure, sure. So... Hmm? How how were your holidays?
0: They're all right. You know, they were the holidays. They're fine.
1: Yeah, I know you're not a fan. So you got through them. <laughs>
0: I'm not a fan. So there I've got through it now. It's just um the financial recovery. Right. Which
1: is right. always
0: a journey.
1: Staring at the disaster of your checking accounts.
0: Yeah, going, <laughs> I can't pay for anything. Yay. <laughs> um, which is one of the reasons I fucking hate Christmas. But anyway, um, so yeah, just to, we'll recover round about. I don't know, middle of February, uh, and um, yeah, that's about it. We didn't do. We just our newest tradition for New Year's is to stay home and just have um, a nice quiet evening at home together.
1: Mm, that's nice. That's always been my tradition, but you know, not. When you're in a couple, it's not always necessarily one person's tradition. So there were years I was, sure. you know, I did go out and about, but well, now that the other half of me, my partnership is, uh, is in recovery. Uh, we have right. sort of gone back to that.
0: Right. Right. Um, and we'll get to someone who needs to be in recovery. I think in a second, Andy fucking Cohen. Anyway.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Betty White.
0: <laughs> Betty White needs to be in recovery uh, Well, yeah um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, We used to um, For the longest time since Go Comedy Opened, we would do the show every New Year's
1: Oh, that sounds gross
0: So, um, yeah He was in the booth and I would be on stage And that's how we did it for the longest time And it was kind of gross It wasn't until, it's not until For me sometimes, it's not until you step away from something That you go, oh, I didn't really like doing that mm mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And so when I stepped away from it, I was like, oh, that's what a horrible way to spend New Year's sort of. Um, and it's just because I would just rather be home and reflect. And mm-hmm. and really, it's just any other day. And then you put that added pressure on it. It's like, I just rather mm-hmm. to be home. And, mm-hmm. you know.
1: 100%. That's one reason I don't like New Year's Eve is there's always such pressure. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's got to be something fun. It's got to be something fun
0: yeah it's like no it it doesn't really yeah i just want to be at home um we did catch part of anderson cooper and um uh andy cohen Mm -hmm. that piece of garbage human Mm -hmm. garbage um they've already so if, if in case you don't watch him as well you shouldn't because it's actually not a good show but here's the thing no new year's eve show is good
1: well yeah now yes i would argue Uh, for dick clark was fine
0: sure 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 sure
1: but nowadays yeah since his passing
0: now it's been garbage and so we just obviously watch it for the countdown we do like to do a nice countdown so we'll turn Mm -hmm. it on a little beforehand maybe a half an hour and andy cohen was just wasted and listen that's fine it's new year's whatever the problem is, is he he can't hold his liquor like you can be wasted and still be funny and still be appropriate for being on tv and stuff like that well he started shooting on the mayor now listen i don't know anything about the mayor uh he probably is a shitty person i don't know But it was just, it wasn't the time or place. And we don't really fucking care about your politics, Andy Cohen, because you're a messy bitch, you're a messy queen. And then he like shit on Ryan Seacrest and just, just being an, like just being an asshole because he knew he could, because he was quote unquote drunk. Anderson Cooper was visibly uncomfortable and Anderson Cooper was drunk and he kept like trying to like shut him up and stuff. The very next day, CNN was like, oh, he'll be back for next year.
1: Yeah, he's so much better than Kathy Griffin.
0: Right. Kathy did something not on air, by the way, that had nothing to do with them. And we've discussed this. But but listen, I mean, he's just I can't stand him. He's just and then he doubles down once CNN was like, oh, he'll be back next year. Then he takes to social media. I am absolutely not apologizing for having fun on New Year's. That's not what people want you to apologize for, asshat. And you fucking know it. You're a creep. Anyway, I hate that guy.
1: Yeah. You can have fun without being a total fucking messy ass bitch on national television.
0: Correct. Correct. So, anywho. What have you been watching? What have you been doing? Just holidaying?
1: Yeah. Well, while we were away, we did watch Only Murders in the Building.
0: Did you love it?
1: I did. I liked it. Okay. I didn't love it.
0: You don't like Steve Martin.
1: I love Steve Martin. Martin you don't short. Okay, got it. I could take. I. I just feel he's in that Dana Carvey category where. Sure, sure, sure. He thinks he's really hilarious.
0: Sure. I thought
1: it was a little bit just one or two episodes too long. Okay. Um, and Joe had it called from like halfway through the series of how it was going to go down. Okay. So, but it was it was fun. Okay. I had no idea anything about what it was about uh, when it started. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize it was all about a podcast. Uh, and uh, just finished up the second season of Ted Lasso today. Oh, uh, so wait. Good. Is there
0: three or only two? Nope, There's only that was two, it. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can we talk about it? Spoilers for Ted Lasso. Well,
1: yeah, I'm sure everyone's probably watching it
0: now. Oh, my God, Nate. What oh. a piece of shit?
1: seriously as soon as it ended i was like fuck that guy fuck
0: fuck that guy and someone posted online one of our friends posted like i'm just starting to asshole, and i love nate and somebody was like oh just hold on just hold on to that (laughs) (laughs) hold on to this feeling because it will be gone it will never come back what a piece of shit yeah anywho i've been watching sister wives oh yeah you know it is what it is, okay? Sometimes I just go into the deep bowels of despair. You don't and you, it no is reflected apologies. through my yep. TV watch. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all have our
1: we all have our junk.
0: Yeah, we yes. Yeah, own, so, own it proudly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like there's something else. I do have yeah. some
1: statistics since Ooh. we are we have wrapped up 2021.
0: Oh, let's do uh, that.
1: Our our trusty sidekick here, Brandy Joe Planbeck. Uh, who hosts uh, Scaring a Sharing, another podcast that you should check out, dug up some 2021 statistics for us. Okay. So where do we begin? Uh, We did 52 episodes, of course, because we worked tirelessly for (laughs) y'all. And that included 34 funny ladies and 18 oh pods Okay. Now let's, let's, let's cut down to the Weepods. So let's cover the, the absolute bottom of the barrel least listened to <laughs> Weepods.
0: What is it? What so are they? We
1: have the bottom three. Now two of them are, are new. So they, those numbers could change. Sure,
0: sure, sure. Okay. But
1: right now the least listened to wePod of 2021 is being the Ricardos. Which is when we just dropped. So
0: okay. that probably okay. will change. The okay. one
1: uh, just above that is Hannah Gadsby, also newish. Sure, sure, sure. And the one just above that is Hysterical, which was our very first WePod. So that probably number is probably not going to change much.
0: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Unless people rush out to listen to it. <laughs> rush but, out. Uh, Where are they going? Why do they have to go out? <laughs>
1: they have to run outside to pick up the new copy of the WePod. <laughs> Go, to, go down to the newsstand.
0: <laughs> go down to the newsstand, pick that on up. It's great.
1: <laughs> uh the top three wee pods of the year, 2021. Right. Number three was Kathy Griffin, a hell of a story. Nice. Number two was Eliza Schlesinger. Nice. Elder millennial. And number one, much to your chagrin, oh. Joan Rivers, a piece of work.
0: Well, people love John Rivers. I Listen, know. I, I, know. Don't, I don't fault any I don't say you're wrong. It's, this isn't Star Wars where opinions can no, no, be wrong. I know,
1: but <laughs> and now for the main event. Now these some of these some of these surprise me. So we'll okay. do we have the bottom five of the main lady episodes. Let's start so our it. absolute least. And these are only the twenty twenty one episodes, not the ones we did in 2020. 2020. So, our absolute least listened to lady of 2021 was Holly Hunter.
0: Oh, Holly. She's so funny, though. Surprises me. Yeah.
1: Uh, Just above that, Sigourney Weaver.
0: Listen. Listen. I'm offended for her. She's a No, I don't accept that. Okay, go ahead.
1: Missy Pyle is above Sigourney Weaver, which is surprising to me. Hmm, Okay. Molly Shannon. She makes me sad. You you guys don't like
0: the older ladies is what you're fucking saying.
1: That's what it sounds like because then above Molly Shannon is Lori Metcalf.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're old shaming now.
1: That's interesting because (laughs) wait till you get into the top five. Okay. Number five. Most listened to lady of 2021 is I'm sorry. I think my cat is chewing on. Yes. Hey, stop. Chewing on, the, your- <laughs> chewing on the uh, word like we hardwire into the ethernet.
0: Oh, that would be bad for stop. multiple reasons. <laughs>
1: yeah. Stop. Uh, so number five, most listened to lady of 2021, Amy Poehler. Okay. Number four, Kristen Bell. Okay. I know. Number three, Mindy Kaling. Okay. Number two, Tina Fey. Okay. Now, this is what blew my mind. Can you guess number one? Dolly Parton. No, we did her in
0: 2020. Oh, I can't. B. Arthur, we nope. did her in 2020. I, can't, I don't know.
1: Jennifer Saunders. Really? Isn't that crazy?
0: That is.
1: Yeah. I was so surprised when I saw that. So, and we're closing in on 25,000 downloads.
0: <laughs> I heard to say in dollars And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> Money, woes. Oh, wait. Did I not uh, tell you that we're getting paid for this now?
0: Um, Yeah, we don't have. That's weird because we don't have a Patreon or sponsors or any shit. So, who is paying us? It's, <laughs> is there a such thing as audio only fans? I guess that's Patreon, isn't it? Probably. Probably. Cut this out. I'm an idiot.
1: Uh, <laughs> Oh, we do have, Brandy um, Joe says, we do now, we have achieved 25,000. Nice. So thanks, listeners.
0: Nice. Well, I just and downloaded a couple.
1: So downloaders. <laughs> that put us over the top.
0: I just downloaded 25,000.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 25,000 times. Um, yeah. So, yeah, interesting, interesting stats. Okay. And now we have a whole new year ahead of us.
0: We do a whole <laughs> brand new motherfucking season three, as people are starting to call it season sure. three, not yeah. for our podcast for the nope. fucking coronavirus.
1: Nope. for yes. Going into third season of Coronaville.
0: <laughs> I did see some guy posted. If I don't get a love interest for season three, I'm quitting the show. <laughs> I saw that. That's funny. <laughs> uh, um. Is there anything else? Should we get into our?
1: Not yet. No, I do have one other thing that's on my mind, which, uh, you know, I've been convalescing this week and um, currently coming to you in my Dolly Parton dressing gown.
0: Yes, I love it so much.
1: But, uh, you know, in, in the beginning of this story, well, you will want to tune out because you won't care but then I'm going to try to bring it all around into a into a, a realization that I had. Okay. So okay. on General Hospital, they have just killed off the character of Luke.
0: Right, Spencer. I saw that. I saw that.
1: So Which, first of
0: all, let me stop you really quick. The fact that he was still alive shocked me quite frankly.
1: He is and he hasn't been on the show for years.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So they killed him off in abstentia, And there's also, I'm sure, a lot of... I mean, he had left the show, said he's completely done with it, whatever. So they kill him off. Laura is still on the show, Jeannie Francis, who I adore. Okay. And uh, and so Jane Elliott, who has been on the show for 40 years, playing Tracy uh, was married to Luke, came back to Port Charles to tell everyone the news that he has died. <clears throat> Okay. So I was watching this the other day and uh, Jeannie Francis and Jane Elliott have this scene together. And I was just thinking to myself how amazing it is that they have been acting together for 40 some odd years. Right. And just like having memories of seeing them. Cause I used to watch the show mm-hmm. 40 years ago and just invoking those memories of watching the show and, and all of that. And just, I had this realization of like, because I know that I, often deride sort of the nostalgia reboots and remakes and all of that. But right, I got it in a way that I hadn't ever really got it before because it was just so comforting watching the two of them in a scene together and just mm-hmm. being able to reflect back on the days of my youth, watching mm-hmm. them then too. And so like, and it's such an easy thing to realize why we, trade and nostalgia, but I just mm-hmm. it really brought it home to me in a way that it for whatever reason has never really made a difference to me. So it was just like this feeling of like, yeah, I get it. It's just so nice it's to just be able like to a nice sweater. It really is. It's exactly it's like being able to sort of reach back into your past because we also always romanticize our pasts And oh, things for sure. were better. You're right. happier, right. younger, thinner, whatever. Sure. And it's just be able to reach back in time and, and, and sort of re feel those feelings of how you were back then. it was just, it was an interesting experience Uh, that I had.
0: Yeah. I mean, as you know, I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, But it's, I also get that. Have you ever, this happens a lot in spring, sometimes in summer and let me, and sometimes fall doesn't happen in winter, I guess is what I'm fucking saying. Do you ever step outside and get a whiff of the air, and it just transports you back to the first time you really smelled that smell and appreciated it? Yes,
1: one hundred percent.
0: And it's just that smell of like, oh, like life. It's it's like that, like that wet dirt, flower, air, winter breaking or summer break. You know, yep, oh, yep, oh yep, gotta yep. love it. And what I try to do, because it always transports me to childhood, because it always transports me to standing in my backyard, watching my mother do something with her flower beds, right? Um, And what I try to do when I have those feelings is I think to myself, hopefully with any luck, I will live long enough to where I can look back on these days and think nostalgically. So why don't I enjoy it now? So when I do think back on it nostalgically, I can say to myself, and I knew it, and I savored it, and it was great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I try That's to remind nice. myself of that. That's nice. It's it's hard. It's been real hard the past <laughs> two years. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think about that, too, in terms of, like, if if we are able to transition out of this time that we're in, Into a time that resembles more of the before times, Mm -hmm. how we will look back on this time. You know what I mean? Like if we're able to successfully surmount the coronavirus into a manageable thing, then like five years from now, 10 years from now, God willing, we're still here. Then it'll just be so interesting to be like, God, remember when we were all locked in our houses for like yeah, two years? We
0: lived through the, it'll be one of those things where when you have a tough time, you can go, you know what? I fucking lived through COVID. I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. It's fine. We're fine. Everybody's fine. We, we've we got this. Um, Yeah. Ooh, Lord. But you know, historical things I could do without. For a while, living through historical things. I mean, I guess I'd rather live through them than die because of them. But Sure, yeah. Like, I mean, oh, can can Gen X get a break, please? We're we're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Today
1: um, is the uh the anniversary of the insurrection. And I'm like, you know what? I really one hundred percent do not have the capacity for this today. So I'm going to shut it out completely and not yeah. even I just yeah. don't have it. Don't have it in me today.
0: Another thing that has been really uh getting to me is all of a sudden having sadness or whatever and being like, what, what is my problem? Like, I've been okay the past couple of weeks. And all of a sudden I'm like angry and tired and blah, blah. And it's because like, we're living through shit right now. And it's okay to feel that way. Even if nothing specifically is good, even if you have a job, if you have a home, if you have enough to eat, if you have this and this and that, it's still something that's off, that's different, that shouldn't be happening. And so if you're living through it, you know, and not killing anybody and doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you're that's a win. we're going to call that a win right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, really, we had a good few months of a window in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just feel like now we're right back where we were in March of 2020.
0: And I think that's my problem lately is like, oh, we're at the fucking beginning again. Great. Yeah.
1: So, it, it, so we're going through some shit because yeah, I, I right. think we all sort of collectively in the fall, we like, all right, all right, all right. Things are looking okay. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. here we are.
0: I think maybe we got a little cocky. Mm.
1: It's easy to do though because like we were locked up yeah. for so long, you know? And it's well, like well, and now there's a new yeah. variant
0: where it's flu and covid combined. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah <laughs> mm. like that. Ah! Um shall we move shall we Yes, move? please.
1: Shall we move on? Let's talk well, about so, our lady. Are we gonna talk about our lady? some something else. Uh, What now? I said, Are you ready for the lady or do you have something else?
0: No, I am ready for our lady. Um, Let's do the lady. I had picked uh, somebody else. And then the year of 2021 decided, Fuck you. And it took our dearest Betty White. Um, And so today we're going to do Betty White. Sick. Sick. Um, and so many people are so upset, which I totally get, but I would like to think she left us now so that the worst would be behind us in a new year. Yeah, that was That's a very a,
1: nice post that you had. That was very you summed I really, it up very well.
0: I really think that she would be like that, honestly. Like, let's, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go so they can have a fresh start. She really she was a class fucking act. And uh, and I wasn't as upset as I thought I was going to be. I, I didn't cry.
1: You know, I I so I'm gonna temper this. So just give me a second here, people. Don't don't come for me, bra. Don't come <laughs> at me, bra. <laughs> um,
0: Doesn't I work for you. <laughs>
1: feel like my feelings for Betty White are probably similar to yours to Lucille Ball.
0: Really?
1: I admire her. I feel no great depth of affection for her. Um yeah, she was a talented lady. She certainly made me laugh, but when she died, I was like Okay. this is this is
0: how i feel about it but watching her and listening to her and and reading about her gave me a better perspective and a better appreciated appreciation for her talents and for her comedy because b arthur was always my like oh my god fucking genius but learning more about her this week um i can appreciate her talent and professionalism and stuff more I liked her not because of her humor. She just seemed like the, just the best person, just the sweetest person. That's why yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Um
1: I agree. And I found out things this week too that I didn't know that were like, oh, good for you. Still I don't have that like, oh my god, like when Joan Didion died. Right. Last week I was like, oh, fuck. And when Betty White died I was like, all right, you had a good life. Um
0: and also she was 99. Yep. yep. So it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yep, yep. Um, I, although I will say to talk about me a little bit more, um, I have been surprised by some of the people that have affected me. Michael Jackson, I lost my ever loving shit. <laughs> wow. And I was very surprised. I was like, <laughs> hold on a second. I don't like him this much. Do I? <laughs> Sobbed like a fucking idiot. Like an I, I don't know where it came. From. I don't know why I don't know why i I don't know if he represented something to me that I had never realized before. cried like an idiot, Whitney Houston cried like a fucking idiot, like my life was ending. Prince same thing. I don't know why these people this much but when they died i was just absolutely and well there's alan rickman but i knew that was going to happen and it was so sudden um but yeah i don't know but like betty she was 99 everyone it was going to happen it was going to happen <laughs> it was just it was, it was going to happen so uh but i thought uh in light of her passing we should talk about her absolutely. And, uh, another reason we haven't talked about her is because <laughs> she doesn't have a lot of movies you guys yeah yeah <laughs> I think we did two of the three that she's done. (laughs) (laughs) And they are doozies. Um, So, like I said, I did her career instead of her uh, uh, personal life, which I am wont to do. So, we're just going to read from the Wikipedia, Wikipedia, shall we? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I also listened to her autobiography, If You Ask Me, and of course you won't. That is the full title. But she's written like... Eight, I think, books. Eight books. Yeah. Um, buddy Marion White Ludden. January 17th, 1922 to December 31st, 2021. She was an Did American act-
1: What, Buddy? Sounds like you said buddy.
0: Betty, Buddy. Yeah, her name was <laughs> Buddy. Okay? It's right here on Wikipedia. So <laughs> maybe fucking educate yourself. Do some research <laughs> of your own. I said Betty. It probably sounded like Buddy. Uh, <laughs> of early television with a career spanning over 7 decades i think that's the other thing too is that she just worked literally till the end
1: and yeah. i think people
0: really admire that uh White was noted for her vast work in the entertainment industry and being one of the first women to work both in front of and behind the camera. She was the first woman to produce a sitcom, Life with Elizabeth, uh, in the United States, which contributed to her being named Honorary Mayor of Hollywood in 1955. So, okay. Uh, White is often referred to as the First Lady of Television, a title used for a 2018 documentary detailing her life and career. After making the transition to television from radio, White became a staple panelist of American game shows. Uh, she was also known for her appearances on *The Bold and the Beautiful*, which I did not know, which I think is hilarious. *The Bold and the Beautiful*, *Boston Legal*, and *The Carable Net Show*. Uh, her biggest roles include Sue Ann Nivens uh, from *Mary Tyler Moore*, Rose Nyland from *The Golden Girls*, and Elka Ostrovsky from *Hot in Cleveland*. She renewed popularity after her appearance in the 2009 romantic comedy film the proposal and was subsequently the subject of a successful facebook-based campaign to host saturday night live in 2010 garnering her a primetime emmy award for outstanding guest actress in a comedy series i mean that story is amazing come on that is amazing that's amazing um and uh, fun fact she had been asked several times to host saturday night live and she always turned it down why she doesn't really say she oh well she said that it's scared no, that's a lie she said and i forgot momentarily but now that i've remembered i'm going to tell you um she was scared she was scared of uh cuz she says she always got stage fright um she was scared of the teleprompters of cue cards she doesn't use those and she wanted to memorize things and she knew that she wouldn't be able to in such a short time span and so she, it just wasn't her cup of tea but when the Facebook campaign started, she just felt like these people went to all this trouble, so she would do it. <laughs> oh, God. That's sweet. Uh, I know. um White worked longer in television than anyone else in that medium, earning her a Guinness World Record in 2018. She received eight Emmy Awards in various categories, three American com- Comedy Awards. <laughs> I will say comedy Awards, Three uh, <laughs> <Famous laughs> Screen Actors Guild, Guild Awards, and a Grammy Award for her uh, audio book, uh, If You Ask Me, and of course you won't, which is the book that I read. Uh, let's see. She has a Hollywood uh, star, Walk of Fame star. Um, and this was before, because you know, you have to pay for those. You have to like mm-hmm. ask for them and then pay for them. And she got it. Before that was a thing. Oh, they just gave it to her. Obviously, uh, she loves her animals. So let's see. She went to she went to school, but you know, like everybody does. <laughs> And then while volunteering with the American Women's uh, Voluntary Services, White met her first husband, Dick Barker, a United States Army Air Force's P-38 pilot. After the war, the couple married and moved to Bell Center, Ohio, where Barker owned a chicken farm. He wanted to embrace a simpler life. (laughs) Nope. He wanted to embrace a simpler life. But White did not enjoy this. They returned to Los Angeles and divorced within a year. In 1947, she married Lane Allen, a Hollywood talent agent. They divorced in 1949 because he wanted a family, but she wanted a career rather than children. On June 14th, 1963, White married television host and personality Alan Ludden, whom she had met on his game show Password as a celebrity guest in 1961. And her legal name was changed to Betty White Ludden. He proposed to White at least twice before she accepted. The couple appeared together in the episode of The Odd Couple featuring Felix's and Oscar's appearance on Password. Among the couple's high-profile friends was writer John Steinbeck. Uh, in her 2011 book, If You Ask Me, and of course you won't, White writes about her friendship with the author. Leden had a tel- attended the same school as Steinbeck's wife, Elaine Anderson Steinbeck and Steinbeck gave an early draft of his Nobel Prize in Literature acceptance speech to Ludden for his birthday. And that's a weird gift. Um <laughs> here it's your birthday. Let me give you a speech I wrote about myself. That's all right Steinbeck. Okay. We okay. <laughs> says a lot more about you, literally, than it does about him. <laughs> Ellen Ludden died of stomach cancer on June 9th, 1981, in Los Angeles. While they had no children together, she was a stepmother to three of his children from his first marriage to Margaret McGloan Ludden, who died of cancer in 1961. White decided not to remarry after Ludden's death. In an interview with Larry King, when asked whether she would remarry, she replied by saying, once you've had before once you've had the best who needs the rest <laughs> fucking hell oh god when asked by james lipton on inside the actor's studio uh that um when she was asked by james lipton on inside the actor's studio that should have an exist what would she like god to say to her when she walked through the pearly gates white replied come on in betty here's Helen. Oh, fucking hell god damn it uh White attended the Unity Church, part of the New Thought Movement. I don't know what that is. Um, While uh, White was a pet enthusiast and animal welfare advocate who worked with organizations, including the Los Angeles Zoo Commission, the Morris Animal Foundation, Uh, african wildlife foundation and actors and others for animals her interest in animal welfare began in the early 1970s while she was producing and hosting the syndicated series the pet set which spotlighted celebrities and their pets um let's see uh according to the los angeles zoo and botanical gardens zooscape member newsletter white hosted history on film from two 2000 2002, White donated nearly $100,000 to the zoo in the month of April 2008 alone. Wow. Oh. Oh. Okay. Jesus Christ. White served as a judge at the 2011 American Humane Hero Dog Awards ceremony at the Beverly Hilton Hotel on october 1st 2011 in los angeles in september 2011 white uh teamed up with english singer luciana to produce a remix of her song i'm still hot the song was released digitally on september 22nd and the video later premiered on october 6th it was made for a campaign for a life settlement program the lifeline while uh white served as a judge alongside will goldberg for the american humane's uh hero dog awards on the hallmark channel oh my god on november 8th 2011 the day lillian eleanor j coax was born oh nice uh in 1954 as the betty white show became uh national across the united states white was criticized by many in the southern states for having arthur duncan a black tap dancer on her variety show and was asked to remove him her response was i'm sorry live with it as a result of this she gave duncan even more airtime and then her show was canceled uh in 2017 63 years after the show was canceled duncan appeared as a surprise guest on the series premiere of the reality talent series little big shots forever young where he performed and reunited with white later thanking him for her support oh god okay a supporter and advocate of lgbt rights uh white said that if a couple has been together all that time and there are gay relationships that are more solid than some heterosexual ones i think it's fine if they want to get married i don't know how people can get so anti something mind your own business take care of your affairs and don't worry about other people so much in a 2011 interview white said that she had always knew her close friend liverache was gay and that she sometimes accompanied him to premieres (laughs) Uh, that was a weird way to end that (laughs) um obviously uh she died on december 31st 2021 at the age of 99 two and a half weeks before her 100th birthday um now there are some things that some people are saying she died in her sleep. But then I'm also hearing that her last words were Alan. Which, I heard that. Uh so when did that happen though? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Ah, uh, right, right, right.
0: She died in her sleep. You know, you know, right. so there's some discrepancy there. Yeah. So uh she just she just seems like just the nicest, just just salt to the earth gal. Yeah. She seems yeah. nice. Or
1: seems nice. <laughs>
0: let's hear about her uh, her career
1: <clears throat> uh <clears throat> excuse me so after world war ii betty white made the rounds to movie studios looking for work but she was turned down because she was not photogenic according to them
0: which is ridiculous
1: so she started to look for radio jobs where being photogenic did not matter Her first radio jobs included reading commercials and playing bit parts and sometimes even doing crowd noises. (laughs) She made about $5 per show. She would do just about anything like singing on a show for no pay. She appeared on shows such as Blondie, The Great Gildersleeve, and This Is Your FBI. She was then offered her own radio show called The Betty White Show, and in 1949, she began appearing as a co-host with Al Jarvis on his daily live television variety show called Hollywood on Television. She began hosting the show by herself in 1952 uh, after Al Jarvis left the show, and so she was essentially on the air for five and a half hours of live television television six it's days a week
0: fucking crazy
1: over a four-year span <clears throat> that's a lot of airtime to be really live
0: is. yeah
1: in all of her various variety series over the years she would sing at least a couple of songs during each broadcast and in 1951 she was nominated for her first emmy award as best actress on television um competing with the likes of helen hayes and imogene coca at this point, the award was given for a body of work and not for specific shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in 1952, the same year that she began hosting Hollywood on television, she co-founded Bandy Productions. Uh, and there are three people involved in that production company. And they work to create new shows using existing characters from sketches shown on Hollywood on television. So the three of them created this television show called Life with Elizabeth, with Betty White playing the title character. Mm-hmm. And the show was originally a live production in 1951, and she won a Los Angeles Emmy Award for that in 1952. I'm not sure what the difference is. I guess it's a local Emmy, I guess.
0: Sure.
1: So life with Elizabeth was nationally syndicated from 1952 to 1955, allowing her to become one of the few women in television with full creative control in front of and behind the camera. The show was unusual for a sitcom in the 1950s because it was co-produced and owned by a 28 year old woman who still lived with her parents. <laughs> Oh. Betty White said that they did not worry about relevance in those days and that usually the incidents were based on real life situations that happened to her uh, or a couple of the other actors or one of the writers on the show. From 1952 to 1954, She hosted and produced her own daily talk slash variety show, also called The Betty White Show, on NBC. It was her first television, but second show to feature that title, because remember, she had a radio show called The Betty White Show. Okay. Like her sitcom, she had creative control over the series and was able to hire a female director. Okay. Following the end of life with Elizabeth, she appeared on the ABC sitcom Date with the angels from 1957 and 1958 Uh, it was not a great experience but she was able to first meet lucille ball working on that show uh, because both shows were filmed at the same studio lot in culver city Uh, and the two of them quickly struck up a friendship uh, over their accomplishments in taking on the male dominated television business in the 1950s they relied on one another They relied on one another through divorce, illness, personal loss, and even competed against one another on various game shows. (laughs) In July 1959, Betty White made her professional stage debut in a week-long production of the play Third Best Sport in Pennsylvania. And by the 1960s, she was a staple of network game shows and talk shows, including Jack Parr, later Johnny Carson. Uh, she was on Password, as you said, where she met and married Alan Ludden. She sub- subsequently appeared on the show's three updated versions, Password Plus, Super Password, and Million Dollar Password. Ooh. She made frequent appearances on What's My Line, To Tell the Truth, I've Got a Secret, of Course, Match Game, and Pyramid. She made her feature film debut as the fictional Kansas Senator Elizabeth Ames Adams in the 1962 drama Advise and Consent. In 2004, on the talk show Q&A, the host remarked on her longevity as an actress, besides the fact that she was playing a strong female senator in 1962. Mm. Mary Tyler Moore and her husband at the time, Grant Tinker, were close friends with Betty White and Alan Ludden. And when Valerie Harper left the Mary Tyler Moore show, producers felt that the show needed another female character, and so they created the role of Sue Ann Nivens. In 2010, uh, in the the interviews, an oral history of television interview, Mary Tyler Moore explained that the producers were aware of Mary and Betty's friendship, and they were initially hesitant to audition Betty White for the role for fear that if she hadn't been right, it would create awkwardness between the Mm -hmm. two of them. So uh, in 1973, she began making several appearances in the fourth season of The Mary Tyler Moore Show as the man-hungry Sue Ann Nivens and ended up winning two back-to-back Emmy Awards for her role in that series. Uh, Around the same time, uh, NBC offered her the main anchor job on The Today Show. Um, What? I know, but she turned that down because she didn't want to move to New York. And the job eventually went to Barbara Walters. So Isn't that random. so crazy? Yes. After Mary Tyler Moore ended uh, from 1983 to 1984, she had a recurring role as Ellen Harper on Mama's Family, uh, co-starring along with future Golden Girls co-star Brew McClanahan. Uh, Betty White had originated the role of Ellen Harper in a series of sketches on The Carol Burnett Show in the 70s. And in 1985, brought us all the girls that most people in America love. (laughs) uh, The Golden Girls. Uh, It was immensely successful. It ran from 1985 through 1992. She won one Emmy Award for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for the very first season of The Golden Girls. uh, But she was nominated in that category every year of the show. Nice. The only other woman in the cast also to be nominated every year was Estelle Getty, but in the supporting actress category. Uh, Betty White had a strained relationship with her co-star B. Arthur on and off the set of The Golden Girls. Uh, at one point, she said that B. Arthur was, quote, not fond of me and that, quote, she found me a pain in the neck sometimes. It was my positive attitude, and that made me mad sometimes. Sometimes oh. if I was happy, she would be furious. <laughs> End quote.
0: I don't know why that tickles me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it tracks, though. It does track. Yeah. Uh, Despite their differences, the Golden Girls was a positive experience for both of them, and they had great mutual respect for the show, their roles, and the achievements made as an ensemble. Uh, B. Arthur would often insist on waiting to leave for lunch until all four of them had finished their work and they could all leave together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Betty White was originally offered the role of Blanche on the Golden Girls. And Rue McClanahan was offered the role of Rose because the two of them had played similar characters on Mary Tyler Moore and Maude, respectively.
0: Ah, okay.
1: But Jay Sandrich, who directed the pilot, suggested that since they had played similar roles in the past, maybe they should switch. This was according to Rue McClanahan. Uh, she said that in a documentary made about the series. Uh, the Golden Girls ended in 1992 after Bea Arthur announced her decision to leave the series. So the three remaining women appeared in the spinoff of uh, Golden Palace, coming soon to Hulu. And, uh, of course, we all know that show was short-lived, lasting only one season. And I was surprised to see that it actually ran a full season. I didn't think that it had.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: In addition to that, uh, she reprised her Rosen Island character in guest appearances on Empty Nest and Nurses, um, because Empty Nest was spun off from The Golden Girls, and Nurses was spun off from Empty Nest. Ah, Yes. After The Golden Palace ended, White guest starred on a number of television programs, including Suddenly Susan, The Practice, and Yes, Dear, where she received Emmy nominations for Ugh, all three of those.
0: That is the worst show that has <clears throat> ever been produced. Yes, Dear? Uh, yes. Dear. I've never
1: seen it, but I have zero interest in
0: it. It is so bad. I mean, there's bad shows, right? Sure, sure. It's It's unwatchable, and it makes me angry. And That's it was out for a long is. time. Yes. And it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Thanks. I just got really mad about it. Right. She won an Emmy in
1: 1996 for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series, appearing as herself on an episode of the John Larroquette Show. (laughs) In December 2006, she joined the soap opera Bold and Beautiful, where she would make 22 appearances. Uh, Saturday Night Live happened... Um, well, you covered that. So yeah, yeah, sorry, um, sorry. on February 15th, 2015, Betty Waite made Betty Waite. <laughs> John Waite Wait, sang, uh missing you. Uh, uh Betty White made her final appearance on Saturday Night Live uh when she attended the 40th anniversary special. She appeared in a Californians sketch, which oh I fucking god. hate those. Oh
0: my god, of course. Because they do them just to amuse themselves
1: i guess but it is so
0: funny to me
1: (laughs) it's like fucking stefan i can't stand stefan anyway uh which i say because i feel like it's the same thing i feel like they do stefan just to make themselves it is
0: because let me tell you a little secret i know Um, go ahead okay because john what's his face who's a piece of shit now and i hate him um uh, Bill Hader didn't know what was being written on the cue cards, so it was to it was to uh amuse themselves anyway. Go forward. Yeah, still forward. does nothing for me. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, uh, so, do, 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 do. in the end of that sketch, she ended up kissing uh Bradley Cooper, mm. and then in 2019, she appeared in Toast Toast to Story. <laughs> And then in 2019, she <laughs> appeared in Toy Story 4. Oh, uh, that piece of garbage. Yeah, never saw it, never will. Uh, providing the voice of Bitey White, a toy tiger that was named after her.
0: That's uh, that's adorable, though.
1: Yeah, and apparently, uh, Carol Burnett, she like was in stuff with Carol Burnett and Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. Um, but I don't know, because I didn't see it, so... <laughs>
0: Uh, she was in some uh, other
1: stuff too. <laughs> I mean, like they were all in that movie with her in scenes with her or something. I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> so that is uh, that is that. So I just also want to say one quick thing about Saturday Night Live because you were talking about her being afraid of the cue cards and stuff. Of all of the years I've been watching Saturday Night Live, which is a very long time, there has been one person who I have seen who has been like stone cold off book for their sketches as a host. Okay. And that person was Susan Lucci.
0: And well of I was course.
1: There, because she's so used to memorizing yeah. scads of dialogue at the drop of a hat. And it was fascinating to watch.
0: Well, yeah. And I've always thought the same thing about uh about the daytime show. Like, how can they memorize oh, so fast? I mean, I'm given weeks. I'm given <laughs> weeks. Okay. And I might get the gist of it by closing night. I just I can't, it's crazy. Um, so that tracks, that tracks. Um, yeah, she said that she didn't because she hated it when you would watch something like Saturday Night Live or something with cue cards, and you could see. Um the person's eyes moved to the cue card. She mm-hmm. hated that yeah, and she yeah, didn't yeah. want to do that. And if you watch clips of it, um, she doesn't do that. She's amazing. And she That's said her. it was all because of the cue card guy was just <laughs> like it's so cute. She's like, the cue card guy was just marvelous and told me how to do it. And how, told me, you know, the techniques to read cue cards so you don't look like that. And I was like, she, she uh, the reason listening to her book, the reason. I fell in love with her even more is she's just so grateful for everything she's ever had. She's appreciative of other people. She's just a gem.
1: Yeah. I read, I forget who said it. Maybe Colin Jost said that after she hosted, she went to the after party. Yes. Stayed the whole time, ordered vodka on the rocks and a hot dog and just (laughs) stayed the whole time.
0: Which I love. And she would eat her hot dogs plain.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, not a condiment in sight. Wow. Which is, uh, which is psychotic. But we'll let that one pass. <laughs> yeah. We'll let that pass.
1: Yeah, we all have our shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, not that shit. That's weird. But yeah, we all have our shit. Um,
1: so what uh, What was your film that you chose? So was it Advise and Consent?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, oddly. No. Um, it was the proposal... Starring uh, Orion Reynolds, Sandra Bullock, Mary Steenburgen, Craig T. Nelson, and Miss Betty White. Um it is a 2009 romantic comedy um and it is about sandra white sandra white okay (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) sandra's character is canadian and needs to get married to stay in the country and she's this high-powered uh book uh person (laughs) 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 Ah! editor that's what i want to (laughs) be hard book person. And I don't mean author, okay? <laughs> uh book editor and Ryan Reynolds is and she's just a dragon lady and while Ryan Reynolds is her assistant and uh she basically is like you're going to marry me or else you're fired, which you know, that's illegal. But anyway, um but he agrees cuz they're both hot. So right. let's be honest. And he takes her uh, home to Alaska, and uh, Betty White plays his grandmother, Gammy, and little Gammy. Um, how, did you? I'm assuming you've seen this movie before.
1: I have. It is one of three Sandra Bullock movies that are allowed in my presence
0: you it's you're just so fascinating to me Joe Bailey. I've said it every episode and I will continue to say it every episode. You just fascinate me. Um is it because of Ryan Reynolds or Betty White or what what is it?
1: I think it's charming and adoring and I just totally buy into it. I don't think uh I don't think Sandra Bullock is great in it. I think it, she's like a bargain basement Miranda Priestley. Um <laughs> but it I will say so
0: much I love it.
1: Mary Steenburgen is a goddamn national treasure.
0: Oh, she is a cutie patoot in this too. She really is. But the real
1: winner of this movie is Ryan Reynolds. So charming. And of course, she's beautiful, gorgeous, so funny.
0: Damn it. Like just
1: really so charming.
0: Just and the way he grabs her face to kill uh, the grabbing of the face really gets me. It really because Chris Evans does the same goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, uh, just grab. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Whew, I got distracted there for a second. um Yeah. So cute. But you know who is just absolutely terrible, and I'm I'm talking about um, the character wise craig t now, he is a bastard he yeah. is a fucking asshole in this movie
1: yeah and like for no real reason really
0: no real reason yeah he outs them to uh, i almost said to inauguration to um <laughs> oh my god what was it called immigration immigration like just an asshole for asshole's sake and this is something that I, I know about Greg too, that I know about Greg <laughs> Craig T Nelson his father characters they're a lot to be desired now, did you watch Parenthood I did watch Parenthood and you know what I thought they were all awful too
1: oh I liked him on Parenthood but I, I admittedly I didn't we didn't finish watching it so
0: I mean his 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 character was great um <clears throat> but he was great they were all great the show was great um i listen i like my tv shows and movies i like them schmaltzy i like them fake i like them uh, not even remotely believable and i think that family was too believable Mm. and so i didn't i want to escape right i want to escape my trauma i don't want to relive my trauma okay (laughs) Uh, so i didn't like it as much as other people and i watched it way way after um so yeah i was like oh great they have terrible relationships Uh, yay (laughs) uh yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't take that um this yeah he's just terrible also my other problem is ryan reynolds ex-girlfriend is like there yeah And she's super nice. Yeah. She's a great person. She's great. And I like that actress, but there's no reason. It just makes her look sad.
1: Yeah. And it's just to build this like false, like other romantic possibility.
0: Right. Which, you know, that's never going to happen.
1: Right. It's very half-heartedly done as well.
0: Right. It's like here's this woman and she's such a great woman. Maybe it's to show. I don't know what is to show. That's my problem with is I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but Betty White, I just she's so delightful in it. Cause her character could be annoying and it's not. Because it's I think it's just because it's Betty White. It's not yeah. annoying. Yeah. We'll
1: forgive the uh, cultural appropriation of the Native American garb. (laughs) It was a different time. 2009 was was a different different time.
0: time. It was a different time. It was a different time. And I can no longer relate uh, because I'm only 3% Native American. And so now I have to really think about British people. So I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah, but she's delightful. And they have you seen... The funniest thing about that movie is the relationship between her and Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. Have you seen that thing? I don't know if it's a commercial or if it's just a little funny skit they did, where Betty White comes in and sits down to, next to Ryan Reynolds. Is like, "We give me some coffee," and he's like, "I'm not. I'm the star of this movie. Like, I'm not your assistant." And then she just. I am describing this horribly. Uh, <laughs> Basically, she uh, gats, gaslights everyone into thinking she's this sweet Betty White. And meanwhile, she's like telling Ron Reynolds to fuck off. <laughs> and it's just the cutest thing. If you want a shot of serotonin, what you need to do is watch Betty White bloopers. They are hilarious. The hot in Cleveland bloopers are just Their laughter is so infectious. That's the other thing she said in her book that she was so grateful because the Golden Girls was like lightning in a bottle. And she did it a second time or a third time, really, because Mary Tyler Moore as well. A third time with Hot in Cleveland. And she just loved them all. And Hot in Cleveland, she was signed on only to do the pilot. And she said she would do the pilot if um, they didn't make her do the series. If the series got ordered, she didn't want to be a part of it. And that was part of her contract to do the pilot. And then it got picked up and they came back to her and they're like, Betty, because you know, it got picked up because of her. Sure. Cause it wasn't a Valerie fucking Burtonelli, cute as a button. <laughs> she was not the name they wanted. Right. And um, so she was like, all right, I'll do a couple more episodes. And it just kept going until she was one of the stars and she was on it the entire time, but she said she loved them so much. And when you watch bloopers with her, it's just so infectious. It's so great. Watch all her bloopers; they're wonderful. And the proposal is cute. It's cute. She's yeah, not for sure. in a ton of it. No. Nope. Um, but if you want to look at Ryan Reynolds, come on, do it. It's really yeah. all unique.
1: Yeah, and he does uh, get a little bit naked in it. Um, it.
0: not enough, quite no. frankly, but.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a little bit too long, but um, but it's it's an enjoyable ride for sure. I really enjoy it. I think it's sweet. Um, it's definitely one of those only in Hollywood movies. Like would this ever happen? Um, but it's definitely, I think, is a worthy a romantic comedy. Yes,
0: yes, yes. It's cute. Um,
1: um,
0: oh, did sorry. you watch
1: Hot in Cleveland?
0: I did here and there because of Betty White. Um, you know, it's it's all right. The bloopers are funnier than the show, I think. Um, I was
1: just, I don't know why where yesterday was saw the they're eating pie and she's eating blackberry yes! pie. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I saw that, but I saw that yesterday.
0: Um and she's just dirty and I love it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's good. It's a good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. What uh, what did you force us to watch?
1: Well, on the other end of the spectrum, um, I decided to watch Lake Placid. Uh, you said I-
0: Lake Placid. And I was like, what the? F-? And then I remembered and I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing.
1: I had never seen it uh, until this week.
0: You had never seen it?
1: Never oh, seen it. Oh, nope.
0: my God. So you, uh, you did this to yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. And going into it because I don't like when old people are in movies and just swear because it's like, oh, it's the old person swearing. Isn't that funny? I hate that trope. And so, yeah, Joe, she
0: does it so well, though
1: she does. Joe was like, oh, great, you you know it was really like you're doing this to yourself because this is what you're gonna get. But right. she really, I mean, the movie's terrible. Um, which if you don't know Lake Placid uh, directed by Steve Miner, opened uh, July 16th, 1999 uh, just all it is, is a huge crocodile alligator sure. crocodile. It one of those uh, it is matter. in, uh, has managed to find its way into a lake in Maine. And yes. for some reason uh, the natural history museum in New York sends Bridget Fonda I don't know why
0: <laughs> I don't know well it's because first of all okay we gotta back up <laughs> first of all Marishka Hargitay is in this movie by the way uh detective Olivia Benson um and her and Bridget Fonda are both simping after Adam Arkin so that's the fr- like the alligator itself is more believable than yes. that
1: yes like that, I forgot about he, that aspect of it
0: is weirdly creepy and he doesn't have lips but at the same time has too much lip going on and it sounds like he's always trying not to drool when he talks and the thought of those two hot women although bridget fond in this movie is just so fucking
1: oh my god it's ridiculous she goes to maine and acts like she's in the fucking deep south like
0: Oh, it's dirty. Ow, oh, bugs. I'm like, it's Maine, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Do people know- bathe up here? Like, do you wear deodorants? In
0: deliverance. <laughs> Seriously.
1: That's what that's what we were saying too. It's like, it's like you're in fucking Maine. You're not like in like rural Georgia.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. It was, it's delightfully bad to me.
1: Mm, yeah i don't know if i would go that far
0: (laughs) it is star studded though
1: yeah (laughs) oliver platt shows up (laughs) doing his oliver platness
0: okay see no really i enjoyed this movie let me tell you why it is trying so hard to be jurassic park
1: yes yeah
0: because oliver platt is clearly supposed to be jeff goldblum Yep, yep yep but here's the thing no offense to oliver platt he don't look like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and so they try to sell him as the sex symbol as well. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, what, what's happening?
1: And why is Bill Pullman even in this movie?
0: Bill Pullman is just there. He's just there.
1: there. Yep. Doesn't do And so do is mad Mooney. Yeah. Who can't hide that his Irish dialect behind no, an American dialect.
0: No. And. Oh, and there's all this tension between the sheriff and the game warden because that's a thing. Is that a thing? We, can we have the sheriffs and game wardens reach out to us? Oh my please? god,
1: <laughs> Meredith Salinger, and then like.
0: I don't life. What the fuck is happening?
1: Seriously. And I love, there's a scene where they're all, they're camping and Bridget Pond's like camping. I thought you meant like a Ramada inn or something. Cause like, Oh, I'm from the big city. I'm a big city gal.
0: <laughs> I, I, live in a, I live in a museum. <laughs> I work in a museum.
1: <laughs> I don't sleep in no tent, <laughs> but they all wake up in the middle of the night and they all come out and the men are all like in undershirts and the women are all in full on pajamas. Because
0: You're sleeping you
1: in do. the middle of the fucking wilderness. And you're going to put on silk fucking pajamas.
0: Like a little cami, a little schmise. <laughs> and one of those robes with the like feathers on them and those kitten heel like yeah, things.
1: Like mules. Like, yes. like with <laughs> like, the marabou feathers on them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you're just walking around the campsite. Oh, uh, like, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> but Betty White's character and she, I know exactly what you're talking about that. Let's make an old person, sassy, for sassy's sake. But, but honestly, she does it so well.
1: She does. When she said, if I had a dick, this is where I tell you to suck it. Oh, I laughed, God. legitimately laughed out loud.
0: If I had a dick, this is where I tell you to suck <laughs> it. Is just fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, easily oh, she God. is she's in it for probably about two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but carries this movie on her tiny bony shoulders. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she's so funny. Easily the most interesting character in this whole movie, but yeah, it's, I thought the special effects were actually pretty good for 1999. Sure. Um, they weren't all CGI, which was, I thought was good. I liked the use of the actual, um, whatever animatronic, I guess, maybe crocodile. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. Plus, it's an hour and 22 minutes. Thank it's God.
0: It's real short. Yeah. Real, real short.
1: And then it was just like weird when the thing got trapped in the helicopter at the end and they're like, shoot it. No. no I'll shoot don't it. No. Don't shoot thing. it. Fucking you know. shoot it. And then I don't then, want to shoot it. <laughs> right. I'll shoot then, it.
0: They go through this whole thing about shooting it, not shooting it. And then Pullman's like, I'll shoot it. And they're all like, no. And then he shoots it and it's a trank. And it's like, why didn't you just say? I'm going to shoot it with a train. Like, just say that. Right. We would have cut this out. of. I mean, they did it, but obviously, but like that was dumb. Oh, oh, by the way, there's a second one. Right. A second one right. Comes up.
1: Yeah. Just out of nowhere.
0: Just out of nowhere. We haven't, we haven't talked about it the whole time.
1: Yeah. It's speaking of Jurassic Park. It's like at the beginning of the lost world where uh, Richard Emperor's was like, Oh, did I not mention the second Island? <laughs>
0: Oh my god, there's another island, you guys. I'm so sorry. Oh no, I forgot to mention my other island oh of dinosaurs. No, i not mention the second dinosaur. Did I do that. <laughs> did i not mention the other island. Oh my god. Um, but the best thing about Betty White's character is that her husband, she, she's like, Well, how did your cause her husband dies, right? Well, how did your husband die? Oh, I killed him. <laughs> she just, they don't do a thing about it. They don't press chart that nothing. Oh, I killed it. And she feeds the alligator, which is why it comes around and everything. She feeds
1: (laughs) a cows, which is so funny considering her love of animals.
0: Well, and this, she was offered a role in as good as it gets. Oh. And she turned it down because of the scene where they um, dropped oh, the, dog the dog down the mm-hmm. trash chute or whatever. And she said yep. it was unnecessarily cruel and she would be in it if they cut it. And they said, no, would rather keep the scene instead of getting buddy. White. Wow. Um, Cause you know, Helen hunts a fine. Um, <laughs> she's terrible. I hate her. So yeah. So she would turn down things if there was animal cruelty or just things that were just cruel for cruelness sake or so just a little little nugget little angel nugget (laughs) um but yeah i just i thought this movie was so funny just because just because it's so bad
1: yeah it is real bad
0: just real real bad
1: so yeah nothing really i mean betty white really is the best part about this unless you want to watch a bad movie that's will make you laugh
0: I mean, it's, you guys, they want it to be, they took Jurassic Park and they went, what made Jurassic Park work? Okay. A strong female, but we're going to make her an idiot. (laughs) Okay. Great. (laughs) Um, Jeff Goldblum. Okay. What is, what is a low rent Jeff Goldblum? Oliver Platt, not even close, but okay. He's available,
1: (laughs) right? Let's get Jeff Goldblum, but fat. (laughs)
0: tiptoeing around that okay. <laughs> if Jeff Goldblum were fat who would it be well Oliver Platt that's obviously and then oh the other thing about this movie and I kept waiting for it I was like when are they going to do this when are they going to shoehorn the sexual tension in and they did it in the last two minutes of the movie
1: yep when you have given up any hope of anything happening
0: yeah they're like, oh, by the way, Bill Pullman and Bridget Fonda are going to get together. And fuck. You're like, where did that come from? <laughs> just terrible.
1: And uh, I like how they're like, well, I've already packed up the truck, so you can't fit into it. And then she comes over there and it's like a fucking duffel bag on the front seat.
0: <laughs> then he could move. And then she's like, oh, you're just going to move that? He's like, here we go. Uh, like We're going to start this relationship. And it's like, you stop. You've known each other, what is it, three days, two days?
1: Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah.
0: And when you really, while you're watching the movie, if you just sit there and go, this is all about a crocodile, it's the. it makes it even dumber. <laughs> it just makes it dumber. Um, and then uh, the very, very end, it is revealed that there are babies, and Betty White is, because uh, when she comes, she comes to the dock with some bread, and I was like, this big old alligator is going to eat pieces of bread i don't think and they're little babies
1: yeah which and she is loves a good them and, to, yeah. good way to end it and and then i said jokingly setting it up for the sequel and then joe was like oh there is lake placid two three three and
0: four, four. and five i think oh
1: there is five two
0: yeah oh because you have to do a legacies one you always have to go back in time
1: at oh some point. boy Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. you can really tell a good franchise when they have to go back in time to fill in the holes of exposition that weren't in the original yeah don't come for me i know star wars is that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) shot but i just i was delighted watching it (laughs) because it's just the whole time i was just in there going is this happening and bridget fonda I guess I never thought about her. I mean, why would you? Why would you sit around and think about Bridget Fonda, right? She's just terrible in this.
1: Yeah, she certainly had a spotty career. I mean, certainly I feel like her best work was in Jackie Brown. I think she's so good in Jackie Brown. But yeah, I think there's a reason why she retired.
0: Well, yes. With good. That wasn't her
1: last movie, was it? No, I think she did two more after that. Okay. I think her last one was a TV movie. Okay, and then she called it quits.
0: Well, better late than never, I guess. And she's
1: married to Danny Elfman,
0: like the musician. Yeah, they've
1: been married for like twenty years or something. Really? Yes, because I had to look her up. I'm like, what? When? When did? When did? When last did we see her?
0: Oh, Danny Elfman. He's <clears throat> wow, it's crazy that's crazy which for the longest time i thought jenna elfman was married to danny elfman
1: oh yuck i don't like her
0: and that's well she's not married to him so there you go but i think his name is danny too but it's just not the same danny right Unless
1: obviously he's you know sister wife situation
0: Oh my God! Could it be? Could you yeah. imagine a sister-wife situation with Bridget Fonda and Jenna? Oh, uh, that would that's be te- that's a nightmare. That's, that's terrible. It's got
1: sitcom written all over
0: it. It really does. Let's get some Greg Kinnear. Nope. <clears throat> what is that guy? <laughs> 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 the guy who is in Dharma and Greg. Oh yeah, him. Tom him. No one- him. Thank you. I was gonna say no one
1: knows his name. No one needs let's, to. Let's get Greg on that.
0: Let's get crank on that. And (laughs) here we go. Fun times. Um, Well, I enjoyed this week. uh, She has eight autobiographies. She wrote her last one when she was 89 years old. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Um, Watch her bloopers. I didn't
1: listen to the book. Like I said, I was going to. So.
0: Well, all right.
1: So fuck my drag, right?
0: Fuck your drag. (laughs) Oh, when does drag race? Drag race starts Friday.
1: Oh, this week? I think so wow all right
0: i'm listen i'm probably wrong but i i i think it does so anyway i'm gonna see what i can find out about that that's <clears throat> uh that's all i have for this week what
1: about you that's all she wrote
0: that is all she <laughs> that'll be our next funny lady angela <laughs> Lansbury. uh
1: that yeah. hilarious old <laughs> uh it rupaul starts friday which is tomorrow in the world oh my of, fucking god it's world. tomorrow yeah
0: I don't know what day it is ever anymore it's just yeah. it's all a mystery. It's like a <clears throat> fun little mystery party, yeah what day is it? I don't know I don't fucking know make um, it up okay all right it's plumes' day yeah, yeah well, if you would like to write us at someone, come on, write us uh three funny ladies at gmail.com
1: or you can also follow us on instagram at. Uh, three funny ladies podcast. Uh, you can also reach us there via the direct messaging system.
0: Yeah. As we've said, dick pics welcome as long as they're attractive.
1: Yeah. As long as it's, you know, tasteful and so Taste-
0: Let's just do a tasteful dick pic.
1: Yeah. A tasteful DP, a TDP.
0: <laughs> Why does that make it so grosser? <laughs> Um, I don't know what our wee pod's going to be. So, you know, I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. Okay. I All had right. to switch gears and then I researched the wrong part. So if you thought I was on my game, which I don't think anyone did, but if you thought it was, you would have been mistaken. So get off my dick about it. Okay. If I had a dick, this is where I tell you a <laughs> it.
1: Good way to close out the show.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <fans.
1: laughs> we love you. All right. Later, homo. <laughs> later. Bye. Uh, bye.